Time. Time to start the show. Sketchcraft. Morning podcast. How you doing? We returned. You've been missing us. We're back. I I don't have anything else. <laughs> start the damn show. <sighs> oh my coffee. <sighs> I almost didn't get that in, Brandon. I almost forgot. Brandon? Yeah, I'm here. All right. <laughs> Good time. I'm, I'm not sure yet when I'm supposed to chime in, seeing as how it's still kind of early. So I just kind of... Well, when I address you directly by name, that's a good time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> still still doesn't mean you're... It's cracker you time. To <laughs> it's going to be a simple show today, Brandon. You know that? Simple show. We're just gonna I'm talk. Okay. I'm we're a simple just, man. We're just gonna we're just gonna talk about what we've been up to. No news of the day. No, how's the Link's Awakening going? No, no, did Rob actually complete the main quest on Dragon Quest Eleven? Which I did. Now I'm on nice. the end game content. <laughs> See how long, dude? It's like a hundred hours to get to the main first ending, and there's a whole second ending. It's like another twenty, forty hours of stuff, dude. Games. The game's amazing. It's an amazing amount of content. By the way, if you don't know anything about Dragon Quest XI and you have a Switch, you can get a demo right now that is the first 10 hours, 10 hours of the game for free. And if you like it, you can buy the game and it transfers over that save to the main game. So now you have no excuse to not try Dragon Quest XI if you have a Switch. If you don't, oh fucking well. <sighs> what have you been up to, Brandon? What have you been doing? What's life like over there, Taylorland? Uh, slowly getting something done that you want me to get done. I can stop drinking soda. No, working finishing art that I'm supposed to be finishing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you've been working on these Rick and Morty comics, right? Like, yeah, for eight years now. It is a ridiculous amount of time. You know, I had this developing this project for Brandon to draw. And I'm like, as warm up, I'll have you watch the first episode of Rick and Morky. Rick and Morky. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> they should do Rick and Morky and turn Morty into a Morky. You know, like, that'd be funny. Um, so, so watch the first episode and translate it to like a simple what six panel comic. Yeah. Yeah, and it's taking you fucking all year. What's going on, man? Why does it take us so long? What page? Are you well, on? I'm on page three. So you got 18, you 18 panels? Yes. How many months does it take? Two. Feels like four. It hasn't been because of all the stuff that went on and the game stuff and the computer stuff, and it really hasn't been. But Two months. The first, half the, a month. The first, couple week, the first couple of weeks was me trying to, first off, figure out how to change things style-wise and actually make something like that. So I... I've never really made a comic type stuff. I did one time and it was horrible. Um, That's true. It was. And I never did it after that. I stopped completely. So I, I never. I actually tried. asked you to stop. Remember? <laughs> I believe I was like, look, you're welcome to do whatever you want. My advice is you stop. You know, like, because you need to learn how to draw first. Like, basic shit. Right. And, you know, I see it like. The good thing now is after doing so much stuff with you that even though artistically I'm not there yet, 
you can still see when I'm, I'm making things more shape-like, you know, the ears, the curvature of the belt, the things like that. So then I had to draw on a style of Rick and Morty and it just was hard for me to go to that. Cause some of their stuff is like, there's construction behind it, but it's very, you know, exaggerated shapes or fingers or shorthand cause it's animation. So it's like, it's de- it was definitely difficult just to wrap my my brain around it and then draw it and then I showed you and you you know you show me how to fix some of the things so now that I'm on page three it's looking a little different from when I first started drawing it on page one so yeah I initially thought I'd write this project as a comic book and now I've put it more into a comic strip format given Brandon's uh, amazing output yes uh, <laughs> I am I'm fast. Oh boy, you know, yeah. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but took me a little. So I had this initial idea for this book. I won't say what it is right now. We'll get more into it later. <clears throat> and then I wrote all that stuff down and put it away in a drawer. <laughs> and then uh, I say that because sometimes it's good to write down your initial ideas and then not look at it for a couple months. And then yesterday or the day before, I decided to just revisit the whole notion of it in my head and things I didn't know how to do, like just, I knew how to do, I know how to fix it. There's this thing, Brandon, I believe the back of your head, like you really can just let your brain solve the problem. If you don't think about it for a while, you know, like I think it's somewhere in like in the background, just calculating. So I tweeted you and actually I called you up too. I was like, Hey, I think I know the basic way to do this now. Yeah. And uh, you were like, I don't know, cutting metal. So every time I talked, I was like, yeah, I think I know. Like, here, wait, let's, let's do it. Brandon, I want you to pretend you're me telling me the story. Do it uh, now. Do it. You, 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 you're, you're me. You're calling you. You're me calling okay. you, pitching the story, so blah, finally, blah, blah. I, so I finally figured out the right way. I'm... So I, I, I think uh-huh, I figured yeah. out the way we want to do this, okay. this book. So. But it's going to be more of like. <laughs> okay. All right. Go on. I can just tell you later. No, no, it's good. Go I'm right. just shooting the shit. I'm just, I'm just sitting yeah. here. You can yeah. tell me. We, 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 okay. Well, it's a web. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, Brandon? That's what it was like. <laughs> so I actually had to pull the phone away from my ear. It's crazy. <laughs> I now have the same headache I had when I heard it, having done the voice, the sound effects. I mean, usually you're working, and I get it. But that time, it was like, no need to pick up the phone, Brandon, if you're ever doing that again. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You could just do us both. So, that's what it was like. Any comments? Anything you want to... <laughs> Hundred percent true. <laughs> uh, I just don't want you. To, I just don't want you to feel ignored. Yeah, so that's sure definitely not that. what I was feeling. <laughs> ignored <laughs> was not definitely not it. Fair enough. Anyhow, isn't it great? We could talk about the Joker and it flies by, but we talk about your life. And that seven <laughs> minutes just crawls. <laughs> Oh, it's so Relativity, Brandon. It's a fucking G. It's it's a motherfucker, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. 
What else? Um, couple things. I'll get to Game Cave in a second. So I went and saw the Jane Silent Bob reboot. Oh, nice. So I went the other night. I had tickets. I only played for two nights in the theaters. It's going to come to more theaters soon. There was an initial two night screening the 15th and 17th of October. I bought tickets for the 17th because I wasn't certain if I was going to be in town on the 15th, given, you know, recent travels. So I bought the ticket in advance way back, got to the theater. So it was at seven. So it's not too far from my house, this theater. So I left here at about 6.30. I should have left at 6 because <laughs> they had road work. <clears throat> so uh. I had to pull a left into the theater. And then you ever pull a left into a theater or a store, and then you can't make another left to get in there? You have to go like this long other fucking street all the way around? Like yeah, for some reason, you just can't make it. Stuck in the loop. Yeah, I was. I literally had to go in a roundabout, get in the roundabout, come back around, and then all this other traffic was backed up. And they weren't actually trying to go into the theater, so wherever the theater parking lot was, they were it was wide open. They were just trying to go to the next stoplight. So then I'm like, can I cut in front of them and not get hit? You know what I mean? Is it possible that I don't get t-boned or something? So and sure enough, I I gave it a go because I didn't want to be late. And right when I pull in front of the car, that's when it turns green. They want to go. And I'm like, shit. So I had to gun it. Got into the parking lot. Go into the theater. Get my ticket. Walk in. And it's now it's 7 o'clock. I'm like, well, it's got to be like 10 minutes or something. It was supposed to be a two. It's a two. It was a double feature. Jay and Silent Bob's right back. And then Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Thought it would be in that order. So I'd be able to grab food first, you know. Mm-hmm. But but. Here's the thing. This theater has a 21 and over VIP thing upstairs, which I prefer, you know? And this particular showing was downstairs in the regular seating. So that means no alcohol. Now, you know, man, if I don't have a glass of wine now at the theater, I get real fucking anxious. You know, people with guns, kids, (laughs) annoying assholes who can't stop uh, shaking their knee. You ever get that guy Mm -hmm. who wants to be a knee shaker? Or, you Mm -hmm. know, you ever have that guy sitting next to you and they just want to lean in and put their hands on their chin and pay attention. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The only thing that gets me through it is wine. So I'm like, before I commit to buying a soda and skipping the wine, let me just peep in and see where they're at in the movie. Sure enough, they played the reboot first on this one. Not Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. So now I'm missing some of the movie. So I'm like, fuck it. I look at my phone. Wait, they, they played the reboot first? Yeah, they played it out of order. I know. I know, right? Which, you know, it's typical. So I look up the fucking the thing, and in, in, within an hour, they're playing it again upstairs in the 21 and over. So I go to the front desk and explain what's going on. And they're like, well, there's nothing they can do about it now. So I said, well, there's one playing in an hour. Can you make certain it gets played in the right order? Because it doesn't make any sense to see Reboot and then Jay and Silent Bob straight back. So, <laughs> so they go, and you know, Brandon, anytime I go anywhere. It's chaos. You know, I used to call it the gitch. You know, I have this thing when... I'm able to predict shit. I call it the Gitchy. It's based off bone. Well, now I also have this thing when I go places and chaos ensues. So I call it the Glitchy. <laughs> so the Glitchy was in full effect. When so, we went to go see the Joker, which we forgot to say, um, we left with plenty of time. Plenty of time. Theater takes 15, maybe 20 minutes most to get there. So we left plenty of time, but... Unfortunately, there was a free car accident where one car only decided to hit a wall, a teenager. I don't know. He was fine, but it somehow closed down half the freeway 
and it took us 45 yeah. minutes to get there. We missed the first. We had to see the later showing. Uh, we went Brandon, to... Uh, tell them about the seats you normally get. Oh, yeah. And then the seats I normally get, there's usually no one behind you. It's reserved for if someone's in a wheelchair or you know elderly people, things like that. There's never anybody behind you. And it's actually the perfect spot for the sound is like... I talked to the, some of the people that set up the movie theater speakers and things. They say it's like the perfect sound spot. And of course, there happened to be only in that time showing people behind us, loud, chewing and complaining about non-salted popcorn, breathing heavy fat monsters. Okay. Hold on. I just want to hold on that for a second. The movies, the, 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 the trailers are playing. I get it. People talk over trailers. I'm not, I'm not a fucking super movie guy who's like, you know, can't talk over the trailers. But when I say talk during the trailers, I mean, they were talking over the trailers. And this is like the special theater that's supposed to be super loud, super bright. <clears throat> so this guy's right behind us going, and get the popcorn with the extra salt. What salt you want? You know, <laughs> what salt you want? I want you to layer the salt. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just looking at you and you're like, oh, man, dude, fucking Rob, you know. So it was like that. Um, so they have this bistro upstairs in this theater. So I, I bought the ticket to this to the, the seven thirty showing. Um, sorry, it was thirty minutes, but I'm like thirty minutes, plenty of time to have a glass of wine. Because normally they overcharge for wine, don't get much. I'm fine with it. I go upstairs, I order the wine. Fucking, they gave me three times the amount of wine at this fucking bar upstairs that you normally get. I guess it's happy yeah. hour or something. So I'm like, I can't drink this. I'm like, so I asked them, can I take this wine? to the theater like it's right here he's like nah man gotta drink it here because <laughs> like you gotta the bistro isn't in the theater area it's like it's theater adjacent so it's like you still have to go through the ticket check to end up in the 21 and over area you know uh -huh. like it's like 15 feet away not even that far but he's like nah i'm like i gotta chug this wine i don't i'm not i can't I don't know how i do it you know so i'm like here we go because i'm not wasting nine dollars worth of wine and so I chugged that fucking wine because I'm not missing the, the movie again. And then I'm feeling like I get up, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> here we go. So I show up to the ticket lady, basically fucking drunk, you know. And she's mm -hmm. like, she's just looking at me like lightweight, you know. She's like twenty something. <clears throat> and I'm like, whatever. So I get in there, order the popcorn because I need something to soak up all that wine i had go see uh -huh. the movie and it was fun man they played silent they played strike back first which made a lot of sense and then they played a reboot so super fun i thought reboot was fun i don't think it's as funny and as streamlined as strike back you know strike back is pretty streamlined comedy man you're gonna be laughing consistently um, i think reboot meanders and has some forced sappy stuff you know but it's uh it's still good times you know, I, I'm not like, it was shit. No, 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 no. No, it's not. It's super fun. Um, <clears throat> if you're a fan of the View Askew universe, and I never thought that would ever happen. And there's so many fun Easter eggs in the movie, dude. There's things I don't even want to, like, I'll tell you off the air, Brandon, but it's like, I don't even want to spoil it because the movie just didn't get enough of a viewing. If I spoil it now, you know, it's just going to ruin it. Um, I'll say this, though. I looked the numbers. Made a million bucks in two nights. Off like 300 screens. So oh, wow. that's pretty good, dude. You know? 
Um, it's pretty good with no marketing whatsoever. And the theater was pretty, pretty packed. I was surprised. And everyone was laughing the whole time. It was, it was nice to go and see Kevin Smith film and have everyone on the same page. You know what I mean? Like everyone having a good time. And like, I mean, I was laughing at jokes no one else got because I'm a little bit ahead of people on, you know, in jokes. <laughs> I can't even remember which ones. <clears throat> some of the new ones, some of the older stuff. But I mean, there were so many even in Strike Back that people didn't get like <clears throat> like when the pizza guy shows up, it's Joe Casada, you know? Yeah. Like people don't know that. <clears throat> they don't know that's Paul Denny with the uh who shows up when the, they do the, the movie and he rose he goes in front of him and claps the little clapper. <clears throat> uh-huh. That's Paul Denny. They didn't see the Daredevil. You know, Daredevil and the ninjas. Yeah. They're running through. I don't even think half the people knew that was Pee Wee's bike. Shit like that, you know? Yeah, little Easter eggs. Yeah, little Easter egg. Little stuff like that. So, but it was good times. So, I had a fun time. And then, um, came back and I couldn't get out that parking lot. <laughs> that that they they expanded the road work all the way around. I didn't know how to get out of that. I had to go like almost a mile out of my way to get around the parking lot and get home. And I'm doing it kind of like I'm look. I wasn't driving talks. I hadn't had a beer or a glass of wine for three three hours and forty minutes. But I was groggy. You know what I mean? Just for three hours and forty minutes of laughing plus the wine. Yeah. You know so. I'll let you know if I if I have too much alcohol, I just call an Uber. You know, and not even yeah. a moment's hesitation. I will never drive inebriated. But I was definitely like worn out. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, it was a lot of fun. You know, uh, how long? Oh my God, how am I going to get home? So, got home right to sleep. Uh, that was my chainsaw bob. I posted a picture. So I was like, I'm here. So, people were confused. There's a movie. So, what else? What else? Oh, so <sighs> now I begin work on actual Game Cave. So spent my trip restructuring. So here's how I initially planned on doing the story of Game Cave. It was going to be this video game magazine where the story was in between the magazine sections, you know? So one, I could make back my video game money on magazines, you know? Right. And uh, fulfill that Kickstarter, and then two, um, still be able to get my story, my story stuff done. But when I started doing the whole thing like a light novel, people were like, "I wish it was a comic," uh, which caused complications. So, refigured it out as a comic, and then uh, I spent. It was going to be like four to six volumes, you know, and all I had to do was finish Power Prints, and then I could start that. And then I finished Power Prince. Um, and then I got this offer to do a comic. Uh, how do I say this? Like a comic. It, they want to do a comic in Mega Visions. So I thought, well, it'd be fun to do like a Game Cave side story where Bombcat plays video games from her world on there and just a little mini comic. But like anything else, I always fucking flesh the shit out, right? Yeah. mini comic my ass so like, like i overkill it always you know like that's what i yes. do so i should name my co- this whole thing should be called overkill but yeah, i'd probably get sued by rob liefeld if he's not too busy suing marvel um you heard about that hey no i oh, will get into it so 
Well, I'll say, put a pin in that. I want to come back to that story when I'm done. Uh, I don't want to forget. I don't care if we run over. Um, so I started to do this thing where she's playing this fake video game and I'm doing all the character designs and I'm writing all this. I built an outline and I hired a guy to do the scripts. So I built an outline, hired him to write the scripts, wrote the scripts. I hated the scripts. Um, like beyond hate, like I felt like I got ripped off. I've talked about it and he knows. I talked to him about it. So uh, scrap that idea. And then I just decided to fucking uh, refund the Game Cave Kickstarter because I ran into this weird puzzle problem, dude, where I just can't fucking fit the game magazine into my schedule. This comic, getting Game Cave, like, I just, I don't have enough time in my life, you know? Uh, and with the panic attacks that happened this year, plus my exercise and everything else I'm doing, um, I'm fine, folks. It's just when you hit 40, your body just lets you know you got fucking limits. That's really what <laughs> I can't presume to move forward creatively and work wise the way I did in my 20s. And if you think you're if you're in your 20s and you're like, won't happen to me, it will. <laughs> so the same. No one I knew worked harder than me creatively in my 20s, bro. I was doing full time 40, 50 hours of work job another 20 to 30 hours a week fucking school living out my car plus freelance you know what i mean like brandon i mean saw the tail end of it dude it's fucking nuts so yeah. i slept maybe two three hours a day i'd sleep at my desk at school i'd get, get sleep in pockets it was like combat sleep for several years all through my 20s and mostly through my 30s so now i'm at the point where i have to figure out a clean set of 15 somewhere between 10 to 20 hours a week to work on a comic consistently and i want it to be the game cave story and i do like these fake games i created so instead of it being a game magazine with the story stuff butted up against it's this fake game that Bombcat and her friends are playing at game cave um, and then in between is the story told through comic book with some light novel elements here and there but mostly comic book and I say that because and as I move into my 60s, folks, I plan on being more of a writer than an artist just because of the laws of physics. Like I've watched <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki hit his 30s and his 60s and I've seen how productive that guy can be. So I'm just doing the math, you know, like not going to be able to draw 22 pages or something, but I could draw 12 means I need to do a light novel, which means I have 20 years to get good at writing, you know, like got to start now. That's how I work, Brandon. You know I me. Mean? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I prepare way in advance, you know? <laughs> and so I set everything up based on this formula. Um, and, it, and it's working out. Like, it's super productive, dude. I'm, 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 uh, I got the scripts, like, for the issue. Like, what I've drawn so far is kind of like, I got to preface it a little bit because I don't set up the Game Cave version very well. Right. Um, I've had to, like, set up. The store, the main characters, Truffles, Bombcat, Mochi, Rat, and Bacon, Bombcat's personal character arc, and then how that ties into um, her playing these games. And so there's this slice of life and then these fake games, and then slice of life and these fake games and slice of life, all the way to a point where it will become like a big full metal Dragon Quest RPG style story, but that's a few novels down like if i get there you know 
this if, if I quit and be like I don't want to do anymore, I'm just gonna finish this little reapers. So it's little reapers, pizza tank, jolly daggers, and cool gears. And then this main story line, which goes over one or two books. If if it never goes that far, it doesn't matter because I can just finish Little Reapers and be done with it. Like the stories aren't that. It's ways to let you into their world and to hang out with the characters. I haven't mm-hmm. seen Brandon where I over the years I really really like hanging out with characters before they go on adventures. You know, it's a thing like when you read light novels or if you watch Full Metal, you know, you get to spend a good 20 episodes before the real adventure begins, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like you really yeah. you spend a good deal and I I like you anime like um Food Wars, Nichi Joe's a big influence of mine. And so it's not like they aren't going to be doing anything. I'll be goddamn, they really will. But it's just a way for me to ex- show the, plus I fucking created a lot of universe, man. Like, <laughs> it's a tremendous amount. There's yeah. other, there's tons of shit for them to do. And I don't want to fucking like start the story and be like, and now they go on this adventure. I want to have them hang out in their world. Like, I want them to like clerks it up, mall rats it up a bit before you get to the fucking dogmas and, you know, the the fucking giant stories and shit so um <clears throat> but i spend the first hour to 90 minutes of my day writing and then i wow. have this two to three hour block during the week and another six hour block on the weekends to work on it but i have to i'm using that three to two the 10 hours 10 to you know 20 hours a week right now to finish mega visions so i can't do art right now but i am writing every day for 90 minutes and so it um it's been super fun. Like, it feels weird. Every bit of my plan for the last six years has been like, and then when I finish this, I can actually work on the thing. You know? And then when I finish this, I can actually work on the thing. But if I finish this, it'll allow me to finish that, which then will let me work on the thing. For six <coughs> years, I've been going through this. It's fucking maddening. Brandon. Yeah. It's maddening for me. Lord knows what it might do to a normal person. You know, it'll make an actual human, unlike my monstrous demon-like self who can just suffer through everything. So um, now I'm like, I'm actually finishing shit. Holy smokes, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of Game Cave, and there's a lot of Little Reapers. So it's going to be called Game Cave, semicolon, Little Reapers. You know? Um, And I really like it because it has this game section, but the section that's devoted to games is a game I invented. You know, and you do get to know the characters of the game. There's room for that. So I'm just what I now what I am doing is I'm building it around eight to ten ten page sections, mm-hmm. and I have a publisher, a digital publisher. It'll go on there, and it'll go other places. So everyone's gonna be able to read this shit for free. And then, you know, one to two years from now, when it's complete, we'll, you know, I'll cash in and go print the fucking thing up. So once, not gonna be like. And yo, I'm gonna go kickstart volume one or part one or issue one. I just don't want any more Kickstarters, you know, where they're like, oh, I'm waiting for issue two forever, you know, so. But um, I've shown you a bit of this stuff. Any thoughts on it? Anything you wanna. Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, you definitely put a lot of writing and detail into your writing. Um, I've had to go back and reread some things, but I like it. It's creative and fun. Like, if, if. If I didn't like it, I I would tell you. I've told you plenty of times when I don't like something, but this I'm just like, all right, this is cool. I could I could get into this. So 
it's definitely fun and people are going to like it. And it's definitely different compared to a lot of shit out there. And I don't see anything like it. So, well, you know, what's the thing about it is, um, so I've been rewatching a lot of let's plays for final fantasy eight this past few weeks, um, uh-huh. because it was the first final fantasy I played by myself. Um, when I was in the army, um, and I just played it entirely by myself, bought it, played it. And it, it, the vibe on Final Fantasy VIII is a very chill, relaxed vibe. And after the chaos of my life, the army, when I was in it, there was no wars. It was like the first time I could relax. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. You joined the army to relax? I assure you, I joined the army to relax and to get more sleep. My life, working for my father, was meaner than anything I ever did in the military. My life was a nightmare in 1997, 98. I was working 100, 110 hours a week for my father. I was hallucinating because I wasn't sleeping. I'd see cobras and shit. For real. <laughs> I've, it's, it was crazy. I was 250, 60 pounds. was living out. I'd buy a sack of cheeseburgers from McDonald's on Sundays when they were like 20 cents for seven bucks. I'd buy like $20 worth of those fucking things. And I'd just live off them for days. Because they keep. They don't rot. Um, it's true. So, but I've been re-watching that in the morning. Um, I watch Mage Masher's Let's Plays. I really like Mage Masher. Um, uh, he's, he, he plays the game like you're just hanging out with a friend. And one thing I did do throughout my childhood is I would, my buddy Rich, who used to be on the cast, I had him a few times. We were childhood friends. He would play games more, more often than not. And I would draw and, and write comics and shit while he was playing them. Long form games I didn't have time to play. So this gives me that same kind of thing. Um, but one thing it also reminded me of, back in the 90s when I was first writing a lot of my comics, I had a real fucking, uh, what do you call it? A pro- like a mental problem with it. Because I was like, nothing I write, I don't know how this is ever going to be a comic book. Like Anything I ever wrote didn't read like comics that I knew. They weren't anime. They weren't mainstream comics. They weren't battle chasers. They weren't superhero comics. They were slice of life comics. They were more like Lucas meets Clerks. Have you ever seen Lucas with Corey Haim? And a little bit of that kind of like mall rat stuff. And then there'd be something supernatural, but it'd be super small. Like I just, I didn't write or want to draw things that were anything like mainstream books. And and it wasn't because I was like, fuck me in comics. It's just because I just wasn't that good an artist. And (laughs) my interests are, you know, my interests are weird. Yes. You know, I, I admit it. Like I'm into different weird shit. And it took a long time to like get back to the like now we're at a point where you can publish things that are different and people are looking for it because there's so much similarity you know that it's like i just had to wait 20 years to be like okay i think people it's it's different this is different enough now you imagine 20 years ago me pitching this shit to you because that's what it was like for me when i would tell my friends about some of this stuff and they just look at me like i was fucking crazy you know um one of the ideas I had way back when was for kids to sit around playing a tabletop game and you'd be playing like a role-playing game and then you'd see their characters in the universe and they go, Oh, so those are the characters. I'm like, no, you just see in the universe, those characters. And they go, well, that's kind of weird. But the, the thing was I wanted people like on the table to leave, like, Oh, you go get snacks. And they would leave, and then we would fuck with their character. And then in the world, all the characters would turn on them, like, oh, shit, oh, no, you know, like, <laughs> it's shit like that. And I would tell these ideas or try to pitch it later on around 2005. This was like 1995, 98, I'd come up with these ideas. 
And then around 2005, I'd pitch them to writers in indie comics, and they would be just like fucking lost. Even then, even after books like Knights of the Round, was it Knights of the Round? Knights of the Dinner Table or some shit came out with people. A lot of those ideas eventually kind of came out. Um, but even then, it was like, oh, so do they go to the world? Do they magically go there? And I'm like, no, they don't fucking magically go there. Like in Goonies, they don't actually fight pirates or ghost pirates. You imagine if Goonies was made today, those kids would have to fight fucking magical pirates and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'd be too boring if they you're just being chased by shitty thieves. You're like, yeah, just yeah. shitty thieves, man, who aren't very good at their fucking job at all. You know? right. <laughs> kid just pulls out. Kid just pulls out his cell phone and he's like, yeah. all right, I got. It. They yeah. just talk shit and they get chased around and they don't actually win anything. You know, like they win each other. So, I have interesting and weird taste. So. First, I had to gain enough skill to be able to draw this shit. Then I had to gain enough skill to be able to, like, color everything. And then I had to be able to find the fucking time to do it. So, like, it's just it's just the slow crawl to getting this done now, you know? So these <laughs> publishers I'm working with, they're called Macroverse. You can get their app now. I'm going to put it on their platform. They're super cool. Um, you can download Macroverse now. They have some books you can read and stuff. And they're tap comics, so you can tap. Um and it'll be at other places too, but you'll be on your phone if you want to read it. Uh, it will be there. And I remember they were like looking at this, just like, this is so fucking different. You know, <laughs> like this is not like, what, what is this? And I'm like, I'm just letting you know, man, not making shit that, you know, would pass the muster by any publisher, you know? So I get it. But that being said, I'm having fun. After six years of working on it, you would think I'd be, you'd be fucking like, fuck this shit, I want to do something else. But I'm not, I'm super happy with it. So that's where we are there. And then commissions will be coming back soon too. As soon as Mega Visions is done, Sundays will be commissions. So it'll be six hours on Sunday and that's it. So a commission might take me a couple weeks, but that's it. Sundays will be commissions. So... And that will be traditionally drawn stuff. Because I need to keep those color pencil skills going. So, and I'm going to be treating commissions a little bit differently. Like, I really do want to, like, design all my commissions so they could be, like... I'm not going to say could be toys, but I'm thinking about all my stuff from that. I always have, but, I mean, I really am... I mean, I've seen these guys, Brandon, they do these commissions at cons. And they fucking... I'm like, that's not a commission. That's a work of art. Like, right. And they're very storytelling driven now. People are busting out Zipatone and doing crazy brush effects and everyone's fucking y'all look like Akira. Like I'm like, I don't have that kind of talent. You know, <laughs> like I'm getting I mean, my talent's diminishing, I guess. I guess the talent pool is just so fucking good out there. But I do really get I got this Miles Morales uh statue from Tracy Tubera. Is it Tubera? Sounds he's, about right. He's, he's a designer. And Unruly Studios over at Sideshow. Uh, it's fucking awesome. And I'm like this. And all the toys and statues I have in my room are like all super designed, like the clerk's toys. And I'm like, you know, I just want to start doing my commissions so they're designed more like that, you know, uh-huh. versus like um, like story driven. You know, like I'm not going to do the daredevil crouching on the rooftop with the rain soaked around and he's being lit by all this building. Like I just want to design a cool fucking daredevil toy. Like That's just the way I'm going to. I don't even care about doing crazy poses and shit, dude. So, if it could be a statue, it'll be a crazy pose that could fit on a statue base. That makes any sense. Yeah. So, or a bust, or I don't know. 
Any thoughts on the commission stuff or anything, Brandon? Anything to add versus just saying yeah? Anything? Mm, yeah, no. As a person who owns way more than I should have of your commissions, um, I've always been a fan, and I always thought you put a lot of work into your commissions, even even back when they were pencil sketches. And nowadays, too, even at Comic Cons, people are like, you know, you draw something, like that's it. There's no background. There's no there's no extra color craziness. Like people are going all out insanely. And it's just like, geez, man. Like, I think it's almost cruel to make people draw that well at cons, but right. It's just unexpected. I'm just happy from the con sketches I've gotten, you know, it's usually just a head shoulders, bust, whatever. And it's just pencil and some ink. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, they did something cool. I know it's that artist. I wanted to, buy something from that artist and usually i buy a print and if i put it in a frame or i don't you know a lot i have like probably 40 prints that aren't even in anything they're just in my my drawer my art drawer just because i like having them i like supporting the artist but well i think for me like like i think back to when kyle asked to do that one punch man and i tried to make it i don't know more like he's got his bag of groceries i should design it like a toy or a statue an animated looking statue i'm just not the fucking dude to sit around and be like Here's this amazing fucking pose. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Like I'm into the character shapes, you know, like designing character shapes and yeah. playing with different shapes and stuff. So that's how I come to it. Um, the level of technical rendering, like I'd, I don't mind spending time doing color pencil on a character. Um, I just, I just look at some of those commissions and I'm just like, it goes beyond. I would like to know one how much they're charging at a con for some of that stuff because yeah. I'm like, is, how, is that one fifty, two hundred? Because that's eighty bucks. Like seriously, it's got to stop, dude. Like you guys are beyond. Like I, I mean, look, I don't care. I'm gonna charge what I'm gonna charge. I'm just saying, you're killing yourself. Like, plus I look at it this way, dude. Fuck the money. Like, if you are pretty well. How do I, say, I love putting a lot of effort and stuff, dude. But there comes a point where, how do I say this? Dave Struzan put out a book. It's in his own words. It's a really thinner one. There's that Ova which I have, but there's this thinner one that he did, Art of Drew uh -huh. Struzan. And he was talking about how when he started doing work for studios, he would do color comps, and no one else did color comps. And that helped executives see what the final product would be like. But then everyone else had started doing color comps. But then they started doing tighter and tighter color comps to the point where they're making fucking eight paintings before they ever did the real painting. So now he's got to fucking do eight fucking paintings before he gets to the real painting and the pay ain't going up. You know what I mean? And it gets all the way to the point where when he got to Crystal Skull and Hellboy 2 poster, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he did 500 black and white sketches and every one of those was colored by a digital guy they had to bring in to do digital colors to show the executives, 500 to arrive at one poster that wasn't even used for the theatrical poster. It was only given away as a print and, and for the IMAX showing. And so, I don't know, that's the way I look at it. Like, there has to be a happy... I think Jim Lee gives a damn good fucking con sketch. Oh, you know yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the level I, I of rendering... One. Yeah, the level of rendering Jim Lee does for a con sketch is all anyone should ever have to do. But some of these ones, man, I'm just like, fuck... So I started looking at my own work, and I'm like, well, I don't even want to draw crazy buildings and shit unless it's, like, a base that I can – like, I'm just finding out what I'm interested in, you know? And I'm not, like – I'm not interested in all that shit, so um, I have my own things I want to do. 
But I'm looking forward to doing it too because, I mean, if someone wants a Wolverine, I I could design twenty different Wolverines. You know, right? Like playing with the shapes. So, yeah. But I don't know, man. Just I'm just rambling. <clears throat> so I don't think you're going to be doing commissions anytime soon. Aww. Once you start this comic stuff, how are you going to have time? I don't know. Oh, I know what I do want you to do. That I want you to take some stuff that I do and make giant paintings out of it. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I... I've been wanting to get into the giant painting game for a while now. I don't have any fucking time. But Brandon... Brandon can do it. I waste a lot of time. Yeah. So, we're going to... So, And I don't like drawing stuff for Brandon to do commissions of. So, I thought, well... Why don't I do my own commissions, and then I can have Brandon do a version of it, all super big. Yeah. And this way, he's really gonna have to focus on drawing them shapes. <laughs> It'll just force you to draw better. Yeah. You know. Um, and then we can both. I can get a cut. You can get a cut. We can all be happy. Everyone wins. Yay! That Miles Morales statue is dope, though. He did a Black Panther one I really want. I just don't have an extra 150 bucks right now because I fucking bought an arcade. I bought two arcade one-up cabinets, bro. Oh, the struggle is real. Uh, hey, fuck you, dude. I'm not allowed to buy anything until <laughs> PS5. If I if and that's you know, and my wife told me, hey, you gotta stop. You know, but I always said if they ever come up with the Turtles or a Star Wars cabinet, I would get it. Unfortunately, I didn't know they'd come out the same year, let alone the same fucking quarter. The same exact time. Yeah. <laughs> I never expected that. So, yeah, I'm still waiting to build my my turtles. Is here. I haven't built it yet though because the marquee doesn't light up. Um, and I've bought a separate light up marquee that's been made by a third party vendor. That's really really good. So I gotta wait for that to show up because I can't build the fucking thing and then take it down and put that marquee in. I just want to build it once. So. And the Star Wars Mar- arcade thing will be here next month. And then I'm done. I'm not at the arcade one-up game. That's all I ever wanted. Um, anything you're looking forward to pick up this year, Brandon? I have no money. Oh, that's right. Brandon's broke. <laughs> yeah. They released that Raphael Batman toy. Or the yeah, that's good. Yeah, I just don't have the money. Yeah, 50 bucks. It's not cheap for two figures. Nah, I ain't got it. Well, maybe for Christmas. <laughs> maybe you can sell a painting. There we go. Anything else, Brandon? Anything else going nah, on? No, I'm still half awake. Dude, you fucking, you're saying nothing. Why do I even have you on this podcast? <laughs> for my my calm, charming, beautiful voice. Obviously. I told Brandon we could only do one or two of these things. A day uh-huh. or one a day, and we no more. And he's like, "No, I can do every day. You can't do every day. It's too early. It's like yeah. five in the morning where you're at. You got a yeah. whole day of work ahead of you." Yeah, I'm just. I'm gonna need Red Bull. Do you just put Red Bull in with like Captain Crunch? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I, on, I actually. See how animated you get when I talk yeah. about Red Bull? Yeah. Uh, uh, yellow, <laughs> wow, you yellow, perked right the fuck up. <laughs> it gave <I> you wings. <laughs> yellow yellow Red Bull is my uh, kryptonite. I'll uh, I'll get like a muffin, like a cranberry orange muffin. I'll take a bite of the muffin, and the muffin's usually too dense, so you know how your mouth gets all cotton mouth, and then I'll take a swig of that Red Bull to soften that muffin up. Mm. 
Mm. Whatever. Talking my lingo now. Yellow Tropical Red Bull. If we could get one sponsor for me, it would be Yellow <laughs> Tropical Red Bull, and I would, I would, I would bathe in it. <laughs> and my second sponsor would be dialysis. <laughs> right. All right, Brandon. That's all I got. Okay. Say goodbye to everyone, Brandon. Bye, everybody. Have a good day. It's a fun show, everybody. I learned a lot. I learned that Brandon... Brandon... Brandon only talks when Red Bull's involved. (sighs) I don't think we learned much else. (laughs) Nothing that's worth repeating. It's all in the show, folks. You heard it. You were there. You witnessed me. I'm out of here, everybody. You have a good day. Bye-bye.